Not long after our chat, Shadow Farming Minister and MP for Cambridge Daniel Zeigner gave the keynote address at the Norfolk Farming Conference. Hosted by the Royal Norfolk Agricultural Association last November at the Norfolk Showground, it was chaired by the extraordinary Dr Belinda Clark of Agritech E. Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, fantastic to see everybody back here after a hiatus of a couple of years where the conference hasn't happened. So we've heard a lot. We've heard from the Shadow DEFRA Minister about what he will do if and when he became <laughs> got the keys to Nobel House, uh, which is DEFRA's headquarters. We've also heard a lot about water in this session. We've just been talking about the regional draft plan for water resources for the east of England, which is one of the most water-stressed counties in the UK. We've also been talking about natural capital and biodiversity and how to manage that and what the policies need to be in place as well as the science. You'd expect me to talk mm -hmm. about the science. So it's been a real fun-packed afternoon. We look forward to hearing more uh, in the next session. Thank you very much, Belinda. Thank you. Belinda Clark. Although I wasn't able to attend the whole day, I did arrive in time to hear General the Lord Dannett, Chair of the Norfolk Strategic Flooding Alliance, speaking in measured yet clear terms about the state of the county's water and the challenges facing us. Also speaking to the conference was Daniel Johns, CEO of Water Resources East, and I caught up with Daniel during the coffee break. I'm here with Daniel Johns, uh, CEO of Water Resources East. Uh, Daniel, fantastic conference, supremely well attended by the agricultural community in Norfolk. What have your main takeaways been? Well, first of all, it is fantastic to be here, and this is the first time that I've been to a farming conference after publishing our our water resources plan for the east of England. And so, yeah, it's so well attended. It's a fantastic uh, lineup of speakers. And to be amongst those to launch our regional plan is just a really, yeah, it's a great moment. You talked a lot about, at the end of your talk, about nature-based solutions, and I hope we've captured uh, some of that. What do you say are the possibilities of working things like the, the, the natural economy and the visitor economy to, to really boost those nature-based solutions and get more money flowing in, in that way? Yeah, I mean, since, uh, since starting this role back in January, I've probably been to Norfolk more times than <laughs> any, other, any other part of the east of England, probably, you know, together, because in Norfolk you really get these kind of climate change and environmental challenges coming together. We've got water resources challenges, we've got flood risk management challenges, we've got water quality challenges. And nature-based solutions are a way in which you can address all of those in one go. And what we're trying to do at Water Resources East is create not just one project here and another project over there, but a portfolio of projects at scale to be able to make a material difference that you can tackle nutrient neutrality, you can find uh, new sources of water for farming, and you can deliver kind of downstream benefits for flood risk uh, communities at the same time. And that's a really exciting prospect of it, you know, on the basis of these kind of wider biodiversity and carbon benefits too. So nature-based solutions for us is definitely part of the way forward. I mean, we love honest and promise. We love that kind of, that positive talk, that exciting part. Where, what can we do and where can we do it? The other thing I, I really took, and I, I speak as a complete layman um, is uh, from what you said was about um, the, 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 the local angles sort of farmers deciding amongst themselves how water flows what crop rotation is in place and what and do you foresee or is that is it already happening that you have sort of like uh, kitchen cabinets if you will of farmers deciding amongst themselves setting their own um, you know schedules for when who use water and when and sort of moving that up the chain and it, it seems positive on every level it is positive because it's about using the water that does fall within Norfolk more efficiently. We don't all need to kind of hoard water to 
ourselves and use it for our own purposes when we know half the time we're not really using it. It's like everyone has their own car. Why is that even sensible when it's sat out in the street 98% of the time? And uh, a really exciting visit I went on recently was up to Lincolnshire uh, to the Blankney Estates where they have been doing this for quite some time now. Uh, local farmers getting together, sharing water as part of a kind of water pool uh, because they know that any particular year, not all farmers are going to need their peak water usage. So you can balance people's peak usage with other farmers as part of other you know, rotations where they need less water. And every year, around a kitchen cabinet or maybe over a table in the local pub, working out who needs what water when, uh, who's going to pay for the maintenance on the basis of the water they're going to use that year. And it's just a, a, a really sensible way to create a water club, a water pool to manage this really scarce water resource. Last question, what, what is it that gives you most optimi- optimism about addressing the challenges that you spelled out uh, and the, all the speakers spelled out quite starkly? Well, I think, I think what's most positive about this is that, first of all, we can do this. There is a way through where there is enough water f- for growth, for economic uh, development, for farming production, and also to leave more water in the environment for nature. We can do all of these things together. Uh, we've shown as part of Water Resources East plan how you do that at the kind of regional scale. And I'm really excited now to have conversations like today here at the Norfolk Farming Conference about how you can do it at a much more local scale for the benefit of agriculture and other agri-food businesses. Daniel Johns. As you know, the stock in trade of Eastern Promise is weapons-grade optimism. And for that, I turn to two speakers on the huge progress being made in our region in regenerative agriculture. First... James Beamish, director of the Holcomb Farming Company. You were one of the final speakers this afternoon, but it was a really, what struck me, it was a really upbeat talk. There was so much positivity, so much potential being stressed there. Was, was that the message you were trying to convey? Or, and how important do you think that is? Absolutely. You know, it's an exciting time for farming. There's a lot of change at the moment, but, you know, change is always good. There's always opportunity comes from change. So, yeah, from a farming point of view, there's some challenges out there, but absolutely positive at the moment. I mean, you, you, you stressed one of the, the, the words I like most on the Eastern Promise podcast, which is opportunity. And um, how important is it to sort of reach farmers at an event like this, and uh, you know, across the region? There can't be a more Norfolk, Norfolk name in farming than Hokum. How important is it to reach farmers and, and, and stress those positive opportunities? I think vitally important, you know... Uh, there should be more collaboration in farming. I think, you know, if we're going to make a successful industry, we've all got to collaborate more in the future. So events like that bringing this together, it's, you know, it's the home of farming of the RNAA. That's where it should be. Uh. Well, it's, it's been fantastic to hear, to hear such an upbeat, upbeat take um, on the industry this afternoon. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. James Beamish. And also speaking to the conference was Nick Padwick, Farms and Estates Director of Wild Ken Hill Farm. Thank you for such a positive talk this afternoon on, on soil, soil health. Uh, and I'm speaking as a complete layman on the, on the matter. Uh, what is the one thing you wanted people in the hall to take away from what you said this afternoon? I think to understand soil succession and actually understand that um, by putting on fertilisers, pesticides, herbicides, really da- and using cultivations, really damage our soils. They're damaged enough as, as they are. But to be sustainable going forward, what do we have to do? What do we have to put into our soils to, to make them come alive? And that is microbes. And it's about how we then uh, take our microbes and apply them uh, to, to make our soils healthy. 
you you really I think ended this uh, conference uh, you and your fellow speakers on a note of, of positivity and hope what gives you the most optimism going forward looking at, at agriculture in in the region as a whole and Norfolk well seeing seeing what I know we can actually do to our soils now um, it's just such a shame that I'm coming to the end of my career uh, and we've kind of like seen the answer to, to, to the problem of our soils. Um, it's not going to be very attractive to those people who are out there selling fertilizers and chemicals, but it's about people understanding what is in their soils and how they can put the life back into their soils to recycle everything that's already there. Well, what a fantastic uh, way to end the conference. What a great, great um, story of positivity there. Nick, thank you very much for your time. Absolute pleasure. And the final word goes to the effervescent Holly Whitaker of the Royal Norfolk Agricultural Association, our hosts for the event. Uh, well, first of all, it was wonderful to see everybody at the Norfolk Showground. You know, this is the, bringing the conference back after COVID. So it has just been great to absolutely fill the arena here at the showground. And it's just so wonderful to hear so many proactive speakers, you know, what the future of agriculture holds for our county and how farmers can be a part of that, how we can all work together, you know, science, innovation, technology. There's just so much out there and so much collaboration. And it, it's great to see. It's just, it's so positive. I know we listen to the news and things like that and it's a bit doom and gloom, but you come to these and you actually realize that some of the problems we're all facing them and we're all in this together. So, you know, it's like one big cheerleading team. We're going to do this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really pleased you pick up on that because, um, Eastern Promises as the podcast is is uh, it's been called relentlessly positive and uh, you're right and that's exactly what I got that yes there's a lot of doom and gloom in the news but there's there is also a lot of hope a lot of positive stories particularly in that last session I wasn't here this morning but the last session was was very much what you can do uh, and the benefits and return you can get out of, of, of farming in a, in a particular way um, what do you think the big takeaway is for people like me who have absolutely no background in agriculture what what should we take from today um, I know this might sound very kind of simple, but the takeaway is is that farming's forever. We're, we're always going to be here the, for generations to come. There's been generations before us, and there will be generations um, going after us. And that you know, we're here to feed the people of Norfolk. We're here to feed the people of England and the world. And I think that's something. Be proud of your farmers. Know where your food comes from. You know, support your local farm shop. Support your local farmer. Thank a farmer. You know, these guys work tirelessly, men and women, all day. To, to feed the nation and I think the big thing is is, is to go out and thank them and to, to be 100% proud of where your food comes from. If the afternoon session was any guide, I definitely plan to attend next year's event in full. To be sure, there were stark warnings on difficulties and challenges ahead, but there was also a determination and a belief that Norfolk can rise to these challenges. Thank you very much to our friends at the RNAA for allowing me to join the event.